Row Along, a friendly voice in your ear to motivate, coach and entertain you through each indoor rowing workout as we row along together. I set the stroke rate and the training pace based on your current 2,000 metre time. Just set your monitor to just row and start and stop when I tell you. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com. Hi there and welcome to another workout for you to row along to. Now it's not that often that I wear a vest when I'm rowing inside. However, today's workout is one of those really tough ones that the last time I did something similar, I kind of overheated even in a normal t-shirt. So I'm giving myself the best option today. Because what we're gonna do is we're gonna do eight 45 second intervals with 30 seconds rest in between. <gasps> That's hardly any rowing I hear you say to yourself. However, those 45 second intervals are gonna be right up there. I want you to be rowing at your 1k pace and then if you can try and get faster through the eight intervals or basically I want you to go as fast as the fastest that you've managed so far in the 1k plan to date if that's what you've been doing so for me that means I want to hold run about 139 pace all the way through and see if I can get a little bit quicker because this is about developing your speed but also trying to put you into a place where you're uh, working really hard and you have to hold on, you have to push through, you're embracing the discomfort, okay? Because that's what's gonna happen in a 1K time trial or whatever time trial you're doing, is that you're gonna hit a point where you're like, oh, this is really quite hard, and you have to push through, okay? You can't give in to your brain telling you to slow down, you have to say, it's okay, I've got it, I've been here before, I've got experience here, I can manage it, and that's what today's session is about, okay? So, before we get anywhere near our main session, we have to get into a warm-up. Now, I'm only going to do a five-minute warm-up today, but if you want to make it longer, pause the video or do whatever and keep on going until you are warm enough to hit the main session so that your body is ready for it, you can hit the ground running and you're not going to have to worry about injury and all that kind of stuff, all right? Clear enough? Good. And before we can get anywhere near that, we have to set up our machine. Oh, are we ever going to get started? So, Go to the front of the machine on the Concept2 and set your drag factor first. If you don't know about drag factor, I have a video here on this channel. If you know about drag factor, how to set it, but don't know where to set it, I suggest round about 130. If you know absolutely nothing, set your lever between four and five, okay? Because too low isn't a problem, too high is the problem. If you're on a non-Concept2, please just set the resistance or weight or water, whatever, so you get a nice feel from the stroke, but you don't have to heave against it to get it started. Next up, if you can, set the monitor to eye height, so you don't have to look up and you don't have to look down. And finally, set the foot stretcher height, if you can, so that you're able to come into the front of the machine with your shins pointing vertically, okay? If you can't quite get there, then it's probably because your feet are too high. If you go scooting straight past, it could be because your feet are too low. If unfortunately you're on a machine that is designed so that you can only really get here, I'm afraid you're out of luck, but hopefully you can still get a good row anyway. So, five minute warm up. We're gonna start off relatively gentle, just thinking about a push from uh, the feet to connect to our hands, and then we'll speed up a bit as we get through the warm up. Just follow me and all will be good. Here we go then. In three, two, one. Go. So we're doing this run about 20 strokes a minute. And all I want you to do is push with the legs, almost as though you were just standing up from a squat, okay? So really not loads of power, but enough that you can think about timing. The timing between when you push your feet into the foot plates and when your hands connect the handle to whatever makes your machine go. So in my case, that means the chain connects to the sprocket, which then connects to the, the flywheel, which then 
works against air resistance, but maybe you've got a water rower. Maybe you've got a magnet rower, who knows? But the point is, push with the feet as your hands connect to the front of the machine. Because if you push your feet too soon, your backside escapes and you're left with this weird lunge and arm movement. Which not only causes you quite a lot of power leak, but potential injury too. And if you pull too early from the front, then it's harder to get your leg drive into the machine. And your legs are where the power comes from. So you wanna make sure that they get a chance to push into the machine and let that power get in there. And again, in order to efficiently get that power in, try to have a forwards tilt over your hips towards the front of the machine and arms straight. And start pushing a little bit harder now, now that you've got your body positions sorted and you know your timing's right. Not a massive amount, say about five to six out of 10 effort or what about 2K plus 18 if you have a 2K based training pace. And then as we get to two minutes to go, we'll start doing five powerful strokes and five easy strokes just to top off this warm up. Make sure your body is ready for the main session. So in three, two, one. Keep the same stroke rate, but push powerfully. You should hear your machine get louder as you accelerate. Okay, so slow down that. To accelerate that power in, no matter what machine you're using, you should hear it get louder. So, one more. Let's go powerful again. So mine gets louder and the pitch changes. Let's go slow again. So the point here is you're just really warming up your muscles. Your cardio should take a little bit of a warming up as well from it. Last one here. Let's go powerful. Get that connection right as you push with your legs. You should feel the weight of the machine against you. Slow down. If you get that push right, you should feel you're hanging off the handle as that power surges into the machine. One more. Last time for our power strokes. One. Two. Three. 
four, one more, five. Okay, so let's just paddle home. Like I say, continue to warm up if you need to. Don't just stop, because I'm stopping. Make sure you're ready. And then do some light rowing, have a quick drink, and I'll quickly explain one more time what the main session is. Okay then, so today's main session is eight 45 second intervals with 30 seconds rest in between. Doesn't sound like a lot, but the point is, is those 45 seconds, you're meant to be going fast, okay? Get the stroke rate up, get the pace up, hold it for those 45 seconds, take a 30 seconds rest, which will fly by. <laughs> Trust me, those 30 second rests will go. And 45 seconds will feel like it's going very slowly. <laughs> and that's it. And that's the main workout. It doesn't sound like it's gonna be a lot of rowing. In fact, it's only, what, six minutes in total? Um, but <laughs> trust me, if you put all the effort into there, then you're gonna get a lot out of this, okay? Because it's gonna really build up that pace and your ability to last. Now, if you are doing the 1K plan, this is week four, session one. So we've only got one last week of main power building stuff. Then we have one week of tapering, getting yourself ready for whatever you're gonna do as your final test, if you wanna call it that, okay? So this is still about getting up there, getting the sprint training, make sure you've got the pace, make sure you can get through this kind of a workout that you can hold on and push and you don't have to give in when your brain starts to go, this is a bit tiring, okay? So I'm gonna have a last drink. Now my stroke rate's gonna be up around about 32 to 34. Don't know how the first interval will go. It's always weird, that first one. Um, so really, I'm looking at, what's that? So if it's 30 divided by four, oh, that's, I've just got, a, that's very nice. I've just got my phone bill through. That was a nice interruption there. So yeah, it's gonna be kind of like 20-ish strokes, okay? Um, and then all will be good. Let's see how many strokes it takes. Sorry, that threw me getting a text message. So just a second to make sure we're composed and ready. So remember, high rate, high power, 45 seconds, 30 seconds rest. Okay, so here we go. In three, two, one, go. So push hard with the legs. Get that rate up. Get the pace up. So I'm 137, 138. Just kind of where I want to be. Halfway. Get that push from the legs. Ten seconds. Two more strokes. One more. Right. Whew. Like I say, these rests will fly by. Have a drink. If you want to protect your back from that first stroke, start doing some light rowing. And we're going in seven, five, four, three, two, one, go. Straight into it again. Told you it was a quick rest. Just keep your T 
technique as good as you can while keeping rate and pace up there. 10 seconds. Three, two, one. What's stroke count? 25. Two down, six to go. 15 seconds. 10. Six, five, four, three, two, one, go. Remember, get the power in from the legs first. And then hang off your arms. Only pull at the back of the stroke. Ten seconds. Two strokes. One more. Three done. Fifteen. Rock from side to side if you need to ease pressure on your glutes. Ten. Five, four, three, two, one. Push. Let those legs do the majority of the work for the good posture forwards tilt so you can add that backswing into the stroke 10 3 2 one. Oh, that was a bit slower. One meter slower. Remember to drink. Oh. Ten. Five. Four. Three. Two, one, go. We are past the Bon Jovi point. Less than halfway to go. Get that handle away over your knees before they bend. Ugh. 10 seconds. 
three, two, uh, one, one more, one more. <laughs> it's important to hit that last stroke. Fifteen. Ten. Six, five, four, three, two, one, go. <clears throat> Remember to breathe. Find the rhythm that works in harmony with your stroke. Ten. Two more. One more. Two more to go. Make sure to breathe properly. Ten seconds. Five, four, three, two, one, go. I'm certainly starting to get the sharp edge blunted. It's getting harder to get up and maintain pace halfway. Six, five, four, three, two, one. Oh, that was my fastest yet. Last one coming up. Put everything into it. Ten, six, five, four, three, two, one, go. High rate, high power, good technique. Let's add power. Now, rate up, more power, higher stroke rate. Oh, I think 
I think I saw one twenty-nine for my last stroke on the monitor. Ah, so. I covered 1,823 meters across those six minutes. And that's not including the rest meters that happened as the flywheel sp was spin down in between intervals. Oh, right. Now, I didn't say this at the start, but if you're not in a similar state as me, then what I want you to do is, as I go into the cool down, I want you to rewind the video and do that again. Because although it was only eight intervals, if you're not, similar to me in terms of exhaustion. I mean, my glutes are on fire right here. My feet are oddly sore, I think from that constant compression to the front. And obviously cardio, I'm breathing really heavy. If you're not anywhere near this, then there's something strange going on with your, possibly your technique or how much exertion you are putting into it. But that should have been a 10 out of 10 for everything into it workout. So if you've still got anything in you, like I say, my guess is you weren't putting in the, the effort into it for whatever reason. However, I'm about to hit that three minute cooldown. So if you've not just hit rewind, let's go into this. The first minute of this, we're gonna do some nice light rowing similar to how we started the warm up, And then I'm gonna do the single leg, arms only, legs only drills. But you can of course just row for three minutes straight. Okay, here we go. In three, two, one, go. Oh. Oh. Now, if you actually feel like, although it was tough and you're in the same state as me in terms of breathing hard uh, and your body certainly reacted to it, but by the time you get done with the cool down and things, you're like, you know what, I actually feel fresh again, then feel free to add on like 10, 15 minutes of kind of low intensity rowing if you just want to get a bit more of a workout. But what I don't suggest is doing all of that again if that was a maximum effort for you. I mean, you can, but you shouldn't need to if that was a maximum effort. All right, take one foot out, put it on the floor and continue rowing with just one leg strapped in and this should help you to open up your hips give you a bit of what was Greg Williams messaging me <laughs> one of my newfound high rocks buddies or at least internet high rocks buddies I don't think I have any real friends I just have internet friends okay change feet 
actually that sounds weird. <laughs> that sounds as though I spend my entire time on <laughs> various dating apps. All my friends are online. It's not true. Just the whole rowing community and the high rocks community thing is so big and so active that it's really easy as long as you're active on these groups to just make friends, share your advice, take their advice. Everybody wants to help and be helped. Okay, both feet in. Don't worry about strapping yourself in. Just use your back and arms to row. Okay, so swing over your back, pull in your arms, out with your arms, swing over your back. Now notice that I am pivoting, hinging, tilting, whatever word you want to use, backwards and forwards here, okay? So I'm primed forwards. And then I just tilt over my back. I'm not rounded and slumped. One more here. And let's roll to the front, tighten your straps on the way. Straight arms, forward tilt, push out from the front. And again, you want this forward tilt to be a forward tilt, okay? Hips should be tilted forwards. It's not the same as being like this, okay? See the difference? that and then suddenly well you probably can't I'll wait until I'm, <laughs> I'll wait until I'm done hang on let's take one more stroke here well right, just very quickly and then we'll do stretching but so I'm suggesting this is how you come to the front so you are arms straight forward tilt hips are where are my hips they're going in that direction so they're kind of following the line of my body what I don't want is to see this where hips are rolled backwards Everything's rolled backwards, yet you're still slumped forwards like this. This is why I see a lot, is that kind of sitting back on your fleshy part of your backside, hips pointing backwards. And then people come into the front and row kind of down like this. So when I talk about being primed and up for posture, I mean going from this slumped backwards position to a little, watch what happens here as I roll forwards over my sit bones now my hips are pointed forwards i'm sitting up my my torso is now tilted forwards into that one o'clock position ready to push and then swing so that's the the difference is the difference between being slumped and down and still kind of craning forwards or being up so basically i'm in my knees are in exactly the same kind of position but it's how my body is against it that makes a difference and it's so much more powerful so much more better for your back more better better for your back as well to be in that position right so stretching uh if you're if you're like well, i'm done with you now and i'm just gonna go for a shower make sure at one point to stretch your quads and your hamstrings okay they're really important don't do it in the shower i don't want you to slip and fall over or if you're hanging around stretchy john's just appeared he'll take you through some stretching or you can if you don't have any space this is how i stretch if i'm on a rowing machine and i have no space so Put your feet back in, straps nice and loose, legs straight, okay? Don't lock them all the way down, but have like a soft lock. Hands in the air, fold forwards, and then pay some attention to where your hands are. Are you touching your toes? Are your knees all the way down? Because um, you want to make sure the stretch goes into your hamstrings, okay? You don't want the stretch to be in your shins or in your calves or in your Stevens. The underside of your knee. That's the technical term. I won't hear any different. No. I don't know what they're called, actually. Knee pits? I mean, if you've got armpits, knee pits, but you don't have elbow pits. 
knee pit. Anyway. <laughs> Dr. John. Not. So, uh, glutes next. Put one leg up on the rail. Get the other leg. Put it over so that your heel is inside the, the kind of divot of your knee. Push this knee across your body. Hold it in place. Put this hand behind you and then rotate. Spin into it. Um, you should find right down in here, right in your glutes, right the parts that for me were certainly saying, oh, from today's workout. That full pr push from the front. When you get in and you get that position right of which I just ranted about, um, when you push out from the front, it's like a squat or a deadlift, that kind of push, and it all kind of goes through the legs, through your glutes and things. So actually, in a workout like that, if you end up with sore glutes, like muscle sore, not just sore from sitting on the seat, then I'm changing legs. Um, then it shows that you're putting in the power, okay? It's kind of a session like that, you should, like I say, you should feel like your body's worked because you've, you've what did I say? I did, I did 1,800 meters, or just over 1,800 meters, at what would probably be my 1K pace right now, that kind of 139-ish. Um, and so I did a lot more than I would do in a time trial. So it's fair enough if your body's tired and things are a little bit sore. That's kind of, I mean, I'm not going to say, well, I'm about to say, it. the whole no pain, no gain thing kind of has a little bit of truth in it, in that if your muscles are like, oh, we just got used, then you've created the little tiny tears in them that they then rebuild themselves into something bigger, okay? So I'm not saying you have to completely destroy yourself, but uh, what are we doing? Right, okay, quads. So stand up. You can rest yourself on the, rest your hand on the monitor to steady yourself. Flick up that heel, hold it against your backside, and then try and get a straight line from your shoulder, down your hips, into your knee, and then make sure that the stretch goes into your quad and not uh, your hip flexor. That's important, because um, we're about to do hip flexors. So you want to make sure that your quads get a nice little stretch here. So if you pull harder on your foot, it kind of stretches it more or get those positions right. And change feet. Whoa. Oh, I've got my, got my little Zwift running thing on my left shoe. And that suddenly <laughs> a small thing like that is enough to throw off my concentration when it comes to holding my foot against my backside. I'm a very simple fellow when you think about it. It's like, oh, a piece of plastic has totally thrown me. <sighs> right. Seems to work fine though, that little Zwift running pod on my treadmill. When I set the treadmill to 10K and I run on Zwift, it says 10K, so. Right, uh, hip flexors next. I'm gonna do my right leg first. So put left leg on the floor uh, with, with, yeah, with knee or left foot on the floor. Knee is above my ankle. And then on my back foot, I've got knee on the floor and I'm up on my toes, again at a 90 degree angle. And all I'm gonna do is push this hip forwards and this knee will come over the top of my ankle slightly. So I'm keeping my posture still good, but I'm just pushing that hip forwards. And by getting my hip from there to there, I get a really nice stretch into my hip flexor. Now I'm gonna do the same for the other leg, but um, if you don't wanna put your knee on the ground like I'm doing, you can basically do the same thing, but take that knee up off the ground, okay? And then you just, you hold it there. You just have to make sure and play a little bit with your body positions where your legs are to make sure you get the stretch into that hip flexor. I'm swapping legs. So again, just push forwards. Uh, and a lot of these stretches are all about how you hold your body. I mean, I said in, I think it was the last video, in fact, that if I put my toes down on the ground, I get no stretch here from my, into my hip flexor. Whereas the moment I put my toes up, it then activates the hip flexor for the stretch. I wonder why. I can't really, from a body mechanics point of view, I couldn't tell you why. I ain't no... I ain't no doctor. 
I don't know anything really. I make TV programs, that's one of it. So, uh, shoulders next, hands straight in front of you, and then bring it across your body, use your other arm to kind of pull it against you, and then work out, just spinning it around a little bit more, but holding like I'm looking still straight at the camera as I rotate my body. And as I do that, I feel that shoulder gets a nicer stretch. Uh, yeah, this is where I normally say that your shoulders shouldn't really get that bigger. I've just swapped arms for all you podcast people. Um, shouldn't get that big a workout, your shoulders, but they will get a workout because you're hanging off them. So it's still worthwhile, especially if you're hanging off them properly. Um, you want to make sure and stretch them. Because I think when I got my squash injury, I think it's because I was overextending my shoulders so much, but I wasn't stretching properly afterwards. Doi. Um, yeah. I'm gonna do biceps next because I've changed order to try and give my triceps more of a chance. So put your hands behind you as though you're flying, but then try and catch a lift by rotating your thumbs outwards. Okay? And you could probably possibly see what I mean about triceps. I don't really have the biggest of arms, so it's maybe not that easy to see, but as you spin round, it kind of for me it activates my triceps anyway, so they, they go tense again. So if I stretch my triceps first, I then undo, undo all that good work by doing this on the biceps. So um, back to the triceps, I'll just do this while I'm sitting this way in the machine. So get this hand, put it down your spine, so your elbows straight up in the air, use your other one to then pull it slightly further back to straighten it up. So you should have a straight line kind of going right up through your body, up into your elbow. So it points up to the sky. Um, if you have the flexibility, the point here is to try and get your hands to touch. Oh, it's getting better. It's still not quite. And this one comes, does exactly the same. I don't think I've ever tried. Yeah, yeah, because it's my left shoulder that's ruined. So you can see how little, oh, help, where am I? It's my left shoulder that's the problem. This is really all I can, I'm just frozen at this point. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm sure there's some kind of physio or something I can do to improve that, but for the time being, I've <laughs> got so many things happening. Right. Uh, oh, forearms, I didn't do forearms. I'll do this sideways as well. So pray in front of you, push your hands together and then bring your hands straight down in front of you and carry on pushing. And then as your forearms then become in line with each other, because you're pushing, you should find that your wrists, your forearms, uh, both get a nice little stretch from them. And if you're pushing your fingers into each other, you should find that they get a nice little bit of activation as well, which will hopefully help just in case you've kind of cramped up a little bit from uh, hooking onto the handle. Because remember the point isn't to grasp onto the handle. See if I do that, you can see like my thumbs underneath touching my index finger and I've got a completely closed grip. That's not the point. You don't want to choke down on the handle. What you want to do is hook onto it like this. So fingers just hook over the handle. Thumbs are lightly underneath. So you're taking all that force bracing against the handle with that kind of kind of curved part of your fingers. So if you roll for long enough with enough power, that can kind of get a little bit, kind of you're stuck in this, the claw, the claw. Um, so yeah, so just stretching like that can kind of help your fingers. That's really important, that hook over the handle. Okay, so take a look when you're rowing and see what you're doing. If you're doing really grasping, then you're robbing yourself of uh, a little bit of distance, because I mean, the difference between that and that, it's about an inch maybe, a couple of centimeters. So that's a couple of centimeters extra you could be getting, um, but also, um, you're robbing yourself of power because you're fighting against your two tents, so you're not letting that power kind of flow 
what you should be doing is the whole point of the forward lean and the arm straight is that as you push with your legs, that power just goes right up through your posterior chain and into that brace against the handle. And none of your muscles are really fighting against it. You're just letting that surge through. But the moment you tense up, either with your shoulders up or with your arms or by pulling early or by gripping onto the handle, you're then suddenly kind of fighting against, the muscles are fighting against that power and then you lose that power. And especially if you bend early, so you grab and bend, by the time you come to the back, you've only got that space left to finish. Whereas if I come in and I've got straight arms, I've got all of that space. So the difference between pulling early and only going and okay, so you wanna have a full pull, okay? In fact, let's call that today's hashtag. I like to give a hashtag towards the end of my workouts just so um, you can go, yay, I made it to the end, I get a prize. Today's prize hashtag is full pull because that's the point. You wanna have a full pull at the back. You're not wasting half of it by fighting against your legs and then only having this finish. And that's kind of people like that are quite often the ones that then finish up high with the handle because the only way they can get more is by pulling it up and then kind of doing that. And then suddenly it's all going through the biceps and all through that part of your forearm and away from your lats. And again, I'm not, I'm not as big as some of the big guys, but even I have bigger lats than I have biceps and stuff. So, um, so there we go. So full pull is the hashtag. Anyway, so truth be told, so we're, by the time I've finished, I've done the cool down and I've just chatted away to you for the past well, seven minutes or so, if not more, um, about stretching, all that kind of stuff. And I'm basically back to being fresh again. I could, I could do another workout. So um, good thing is, is that I mean, I've got something else programmed for tonight where I do weights, so it's fine. I'm not going to continue. But if you want to jump on, do a, a slow run, a slow row or, or whatever, just to, if you feel you want more. However, remember, this is still going to be a tough week. So if you're doing the 1K plan, feel free to just stop now and go, great, that was hard, fine, because tomorrow is going to be another session, Wednesday and Thursday or uh, two, three, four, five are still going to get you going for the whole week. So it's up to you what you want to do. All I'd say is... Um, Make sure and just pay attention to your own energy levels, okay? I don't want you to kind of really scrape the bottom um, and not give yourself enough energy for session two, which is the next one, which will be one of the long, slow distance, the LSD rows, um, which will just kind of go, ah, oh, just kind of give you a chance to settle down, okay? So there we go. Thank you so much for doing this one. I do hope you enjoyed it. Uh, let me know in the comments uh, whether you did, whether it was too short. I mean, you can tell because I've said it a few times, I'm a little bit, oh, is that too short? But trust me, when I got to interval eight, my workout was done, okay? It's only now that I'm thinking, hmm, I could do more. Um, so let me know how you feel, uh, how you got on. Were you faster? Were you slower? So like I say, but I was, um, in fact, hang on. I know I said I was about to go, but I'll just do, um, I'll get the average. Yeah, so my average there was 138.7. So that's the fastest. So we think uh, week one, session one uh, of this 1K plan, I think my average for doing the six one-minute efforts was like 142.5, almost like 143. So over the course since week one, session one, all the way to week four, session one, the improvements are massive, okay? So that's all I really care about right now is to show that those improvements are there and then I can continue to go through the week and those improvements will continue ready for week five, all right? There we go, I'm done. I'm going to stop talking to you. So please uh, look after yourselves. Oh no, I'm not at that point yet. Please check out all the other videos I've got here. If you're not part of the 1K plan, then don't worry about it. I've got hundreds of other videos up here that you can go and look at. Um, and yeah, let me know how you are. Uh, and now I'm gonna say goodbye. So please look after yourselves. Uh, take care, be well. Bye-bye. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com.